It's being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you living a wellness lifestyle? What could it do for you? Join us today on the Wellness Lounge a step further and see how our guests and direction can inspire you to self-empowerment through a wellness lifestyle. Now, here is the host of the <laughs> Wellness Lounge a step further, Desiree Watson. Hello again, and uh, as always, I am very humbled for the fact that so many of you are listening in throughout the world. So uh, just... Uh, Thank you, thank you. Hats off to the many countries, over 20 countries listening in on the show. And uh, say, I you know, just want to say hello to uh, countries like Thailand, including Jamaica is signed on, which is awesome. But Thailand and uh, uh, France and China and Turkey and I can go on and on in Canada. So thank you again um, for listening in. And what we uh, do here is uh, we tried to take it a step further. We invite guests on that um, may live right next door to you, or he or she may uh, somehow be contributing to their community um, or your community, and you never know. Uh, but um, they are taking it a step further, and uh, they're here to empower you about um, really um, – taking information to the next level. So I'm very excited about our guest, and I think you will be as well. She is quite amazing. So we are the Wellness Lounge, which is a signature brand of Wellness Interactive. We're the Wellness Lounge a step further, and we're located at 14 South Orange Avenue in South Orange, New Jersey. So before we invite our wonderful guest on, um, I just want to uh, say this one very short passage from prayers that change things in your relationship. So relationships can come uh, in many faces. You know, you can have a relationship with your mother, with your sister, and because this is Women's Month, we are speaking about women, with your niece, or uh, you can uh, have that uh, relationship with your grandmother, um, our guests will empower us to uh, just uh, be grounded in approaching that relationship. So um, the passage is reflection. God's timing is perfect. Patience is not passive. On the contrary, it is active. It is concentrated strength. There's one form of hope which is never unwise and which cert- certainly does not diminish with the increase of knowledge. And that form, it changes its name, and we call it patience. So just keep that in mind as we listen to our guest today, which is the great uh, Marcia Harris. I get to um, say that uh, about her because uh, she, as you'll 
here later in the uh, information that she will share. Um, she is definitely respons- responsible for my great daughters being here today. So Dr. Marcia Harris is an MD, uh, and uh, her practice, uh, she's a practicing physician uh, in New York City. She delivered thousands of babies for 27 years at the New York Hospital, Well Cornell Medical Center, after medical school at uh, Columbia University, College of Physicians and Surgeons, uh, uh, after a severe health uh, condition landed her in the hospital 14 years after all of her magnificent work that she had done delivering 27 babies. Uh, She shifted her focus to wellness and prevention and now practices integrative complementary and anti-aging medicine at Patients Medical. It's the PC in Manhattan. Uh, Dr. Harris also speaks with the Les Brown Platinum Speakers Network and devotes a great deal of time to patient education through free and low-cost seminars and workshops at schools, churches, and just so on. But um, I'm going to – I believe that we can uh, actually speak directly to Dr. Harris because uh, she's always so humble. There is so much more on her. I can go on and on and on, but we'll get to this as we um, – engage with her, uh, because uh, that's just a short uh, brief of what uh, she does and all the great work that she's helped us with. So on that note, uh, please welcome the great Dr. Marcia Harris. Hello. Good morning, Desiree. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good morning to to you. So I am just going to jump right in it, because as I, I mentioned to the listeners, you're always so humble. There's so much that we could speak about uh, with you. But I'm going to begin with, uh, uh, because I know how brilliant uh, you are, so I'm, I want to find out, and, and I think our listeners would love to know too, you know, you delivered babies for many years, but you were always a, uh, also an at-risk uh, uh, physician, and, I, and you could always jump in and correct me, but at risk because I know that you delivered my child. I had an eight-pound fibroid tumor and an eight-pound baby, and people would think, how did that happen? How, how, I don't know, but I know that it happened through the amazing Dr. Marcia Harris, who is quite brilliant, and I'm not the only story. There are many stories, but I want to begin with uh, just speaking to you about who you really are. <laughs> what, who, who, were you that kid, uh, you, you know, the kid that plays doctor? <laughs> you know, you walk around, you know, taking everybody's temperature or you think you're healing them? Uh, or uh, did you uh, have another idea as to um, your whole platform uh, uh, in navigating your life experience? <laughs> well, I wasn't the kid that played doctor. Actually, my father was the kid that played doctor. <laughs> very, very interesting because he, as a kid, they called him Doc because oh. of his compassion and his. He would uh, run in, jump in, and take care of anyone that was hurting on any level. And they nicknamed him Doc. 
from the time he was eight or nine or ten years old. My story is a little bit different in that my mother passed in childbirth when I was seven years old. Wow. My, my mother had sickle cell disease, and in addition to which, now after she had me with the sickle cell, she had a really, really, really tough pregnancy, and they told her not to get pregnant again. And she did about three years later, and that baby didn't make it. And they said, listen, the next time it won't be the baby, it'll be you. And so said, so done. She got I, I kept saying, I want a baby brother. I want a baby Aww. sister. And they decided to give me a baby brother, baby sister. And sure enough, when my baby brother was born, um, she died. Oh, so gosh. in childbirth, okay, she had... And I didn't find this out until much, much, I mean, after I was a physician and an adult, as mm-hmm. to the actual reason. All I knew was that she died because my baby brother was born. So when I was seven and eight and nine years old, I said, I want to be a surgeon. I didn't even know it was obstetrician or whatever. I said, I want to be a surgeon so that other little boys and girls wouldn't lose their mothers. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> Amazing, amazing. It's just, oh, my gosh, that's so amazing because we're so connected uh, uh, to our parents and our mothers. It's always, you know, when we speak about legacy, uh, some of us uh, sometimes take it very light, but no, there's always that presence of, uh, of a very strong legacy there. You, uh, seven or eight, I don't know too many young kids who, who at seven or eight want to be surgeons. So um, what's interesting is uh, I think uh, you also went on as a very young, um, uh, well, let me put it this way. Right now, everyone's speaking about STEM, you know, science, technology, engineering, math for uh, young people and, and for girls. But I think you were in that place so early in life, not just uh, focused on, oh, I want to be a surgeon. You went on, uh, I think, to uh, just engage with an enormous platform at a young age and awards and, you know, all of this. Tell us more about your journey, your navigation into becoming that great uh, surgeon in the educational. Well, I, I wish I could say that it, it, the road was straight, because it wasn't. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It I, I, I deviated 50 times, you know. That's okay. <laughs> but I, I guess it, it was a talent, I guess. I, I, in, in the West Indies where I grew up, we had what's called tracks. And basically, I was on a science track. So I did in high school chemistry, uh, inorganic chemistry, physical chemistry, physics, calculus. I did all of those tracks. I mean, even quantum mechanics in high school. Really? Yeah. Excellent. Was that in Cuba or Jamaica? Because I know you're... No, that that was in Jamaica. Okay. Because your background is is Jamaican and Cuban, right? That is correct, yes. Okay. Great. So... Yeah. Okay. But I'm no, sure. that was that was in Jamaica. And Excellent. um basically I you know, I guess I guess I excelled. Um I it came easy actually if I <laughs> See? <laughs> well, I think also you you made that uh, 
commitment at seven or eight. Ah, I'm going to be a surgeon. And then, okay, it came easy. <laughs> uh, okay, no, it, the, it, the track did, came easy. I get that. Mm-hmm. The track did, yes. Yeah. And because yeah. um, I didn't realize it was special or anything. I just know that, you know, they kept pushing me in that direction. And, I mean, this was not my parents or it, this was basically the teachers, and they, they just kept. The thing with our system is mm-hmm. that whatever you do well, they, they make sure you, you get what you need to do to go forward. And that's oh, I kind love of that. what happened. Yes. That's excellent. Instead of having the child in a space where uh, they're not going to do well, you know, you're, you're still yeah. pushing that child in this space that, yeah, they're, they're, they're not loving it, they don't do well in it, but you're still pushing them, and unfortunately, ultimately, they could fail. So the opposite of that is you find what the kid is really good at and what they love, and you push them. So that's the the platform that you engage with at such a young uh, age in, in that school. Is, yeah, that is correct. And that's, that's really, you know, what I like about our system. So basically, that's what happened, you know. And when I came to this country, I mean, I got out of high school at 14, and I came to this country within a year of that, and um, went through college in three and a half years, mm. and got out of college, worked for a couple of years, and then went back to medical school. But it's funny, because in college, I changed my major five times. <laughs> You know what? You're listen. I I love this. I love this. This is just pure brilliance uh, in that uh, you know really engaging with the idea of choice and and really commanding your own space and just knowing that you have options. I say that because I I uh, interviewed uh, another physician and she was majoring in law at Columbia and then switched to medical school. I was like, oh my god. That's so yeah, well, I, I wasn't law. I was, I was speech and drama. I was going to be an actress. Wow. <laughs> Incredible. Incredible. Tell us about that transition for you. Where, what <laughs> happened? Did you just wake up one day and say, I don't want to do this? Or how did that happen or for you? Can I tell you something? Mm-hmm. My father, who had paid for college the first couple of years, at the end of the second year, sent me a letter with the check saying, I'm sending this, but I feel as if I'm wasting my money because how are you going to support yourself? What are you doing? going to do with speech and drama? Do you see anybody looking like you on the television or in the movies? <laughs> you know. And I wrote void across the check, sent it back to him, and said, you know what? I don't want you to waste your money. So here, not a problem. And then I went to the head of the chemistry department and said, I don't have the money to pay for school. And he said, what happened? Didn't your father send it? And I said, yes, but I sent it back. And he said, why? And I told him. He says, what are you going to do? I said, I don't know. That's why I came to you. (laughs) And he says, well, what am I going to do? I said, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) However, two days later, the bursa called me and said, come and register. To this day, I don't know what he did. I don't know if he paid it or he just made arrangements. I don't know. But I went out there and got not one, not two. I went out there and got three jobs. 
in addition to carrying a full credit load going forward for the next year and a half, two years. Graduated on time with honors, carrying three jobs. Oh, my God. I love this story. (laughs) You know, because... It, it, when when it's in front of you and you know you want it and you have things that you need to do to get it done, even at your age, such a young age, you, you figured it out. I mean, did you have someone that you were engaging with, uh, any guidance to say, what are you doing or what, what you should not do? Or this is just you jumping in, I'm going to get three jobs. No one told you to get three jobs, right? No, but I needed money to pay the bills. I get that. Okay. No, I think I, I get my... that. But I'm saying you, some, some kids or young people will need the money to pay the bill, but not really figure it all out. I, uh, my point is I think it's beautiful that uh, you – just jump right in, you know. You knew that you had three jobs, needed three jobs as opposed to one. I mean, that's just empowering. I didn't have a choice. <laughs> exactly. But lots of us, of young people, don't have choices, but they still view everything sometimes as, well, I have this one job and I give it 60 hours and it still doesn't balance out what you need. But you were able to, and it works for you. I'm not saying it works for everybody, but I love the fact that uh, uh, at a young age, you just rolled up your sleeves and said, okay, I'm not working one job, I'm not two, but three. So it's absolutely empowering. I think that's amazing at a, at a young age, and I need to know that you had to pay the bills and all of that. But more importantly, you're very independent. You sent the check back to your dad. That's Wow. I don't know if that was independent or that was great. I think that was stupid looking backwards. <laughs> anyway, you know, it worked out. And it, it's so funny because there is nothing I haven't done in the city of New York from waiting tables and cleaning houses to doctoring and everything in between. So when people tell me it's hard and they can't find anything to do and whatever, right. I look at them and say, look, you can because... I did. I did. That's so important. Absolutely important. So let's fast forward for a minute here. Um, this great uh, surgeon you are, just, uh, oh, I can't uh, wait to hear more about uh, how you made the transition uh, to giving uh, birth or delivering giving birth. Yeah, you, you do have two children, but give, delivering your first child. I can't wait to hear more about that because uh, I think um, it ties into our whole platform uh, today, which is uh, hormone therapy. And uh, I just want to know so much about it as well as our listeners because uh, hormone therapy not, uh, just, uh, doesn't just affect uh, Women, it can affect men as well. So please stay with us so uh, that uh, Dr. Harris can enlighten enlighten us and empower us with uh, so much more about who we are as women. But guess what, guys? Listen in, too, because she has information for you as well. So we're going to break for commercial. We are speaking with Dr. Marcia Harris, who is absolutely amazing and brilliant. Stay with us. Thank you for listening.
is the home of the top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success drivers. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. Are you ready for a health, life, and empowerment show in one? Then be sure to listen every week for Living Well with Ann Beal. Ann takes her long-running TV show to the Internet Talk Radio Airwaves with guest experts and insight designed to help you live a healthy and successful life. By hearing from the experts and those who have found success, our goal is that you too will be motivated to do the same. Living Well with Ann Beal can be heard every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's time to take a fresh look at your life, but where do you start? Your world has thousands of possibilities that are waiting to be explored. Find out how you can discover your possibilities by tuning in to Fresh Start with Sue Williams Braun. Midlife is a turning point in your journey. It's a time to take off the blinders and find what has meaning for you. Our guests include experts and inspiring people who are making their middle years count and will inspire you to do the same. Fresh Start airs live Fridays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Build a better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. You're tuned in to the Wellness Lounge a step further with host Desiree Watson. To find out more about our programs, please visit our website at www.wellnessinteractive.com. That's wellnessinteractive.com. Now, back to the show. Thanks for joining us again. We're speaking with Dr. Marcia Harris, and she is uh, quite amazing. We're going to speak about uh, bioidentical hormone replacement, but uh, before we get to that, I really want to know how, um, Dr. Harris, how uh, you made the transition into... Um, you know, from delivering uh, babies to bioidentical hormone replacement. But first, how was it delivering your first child, your first baby? How, how was that for you? <laughs> and how did you get oh, to that place where you were afraid of it? <laughs> no, it was absolutely amazing. You know, going through medical school, every single rotation I did, whether it was internal medicine or surgery or urology or eyes or whatever it was, every rotation at the end of the rotation, oh, I want to do that. And at the end of the next rotation, oh, I want to do that. (laughs) But I had always wanted to you know, deliver babies. And when I, once I had obstetrics and gynecology, there was, there was like no turning back. It is absolutely, Desiree, the most amazing experience. Standing there and assisting a life come into the world is not something you can ever, ever, ever understand, I don't really think, unless you've done it. And from day one, I mean, I used to get, hot and cold and hot and cold, just standing there watching the process, watching the baby's head come down, watching it turn in order to accommodate to the the, the pelvis and watching it come back in order to come out. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I said, you know, there has to be a higher power because that doesn't happen by accident. And you know what? Thank you. So amazing. Thank you for that. It has to be a higher power. I love that. That's, uh, that also is uh, uh, just a, 
oh my gosh, a, a, a great um, uh, and embrace, uh, I think, for us all and uh, to embrace the higher power while we're actually carrying the child would be helpful as well. And then getting a brilliant surgeon like Dr. Marcia Harris, because I believe if you can share with us, I believe you've had some uh, uh, tough um, deliveries, really tough deliveries outside of mine, but uh, really tough deliveries. Uh, What was your um, biggest challenge with uh, one of your deliveries? Because when I know that when I met you, you had a, 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 I think a patient uh, in the hospital for nine months, you know, or eight months or something. You were, you were determined to make sure that this child was delivered. And just hearing you say, you know, it has to be a higher power. You sound as though you have always connected uh, with that higher power. Yeah, I, I guess so. You know, I. I have been from the time I was a child, but it's, and it's something which I carried with me in my practice. I understand and realize that we can really only do so much in and of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And um, that has always guided me and taken me where I need to be. The, the story in particular that you're talking about is one of the stories I talk about in my book. And um, What's the name of I, your book, again? the title? My book? is reasons to believe, mm-hmm. reasons to believe, miraculous and inspiring stories from a Manhattan medical practice. Great, great. Reasons Thanks. to believe. The story you're talking about in particular is a woman who had had four or five miscarriages, all for different reasons, and she came in, and I did everything. I put the stitch in the cervix. I did everything and said, you're going to have this baby. And she called me at five months pregnant because she was contracting, brought her in, and did everything. Now, mark you, this is more than 30 years ago. Did literally everything that we had available to us at that time, and then some because I was like the first person to use a particular medication. It had been, had been experimental and had, had been used experimentally for preterm labor, had not been approved and had not been used. And I'm like, what else do we have? And they said, nothing except the experimental stuff. And I said, give it to me. <laughs> <You know? laughs> right, and I think that happened for literally <laughs> used the experimental stuff to get her there. She was in the hospital in bed, on her head, hooked up to a monitor for months. Wow. And And the baby delivered. Oh, my gosh. When she got to 33 and a half weeks, um, I was going on vacation. I had done everything. Everything was all set up. And at 33 and a half weeks, I went in. I said to her, I'm leaving. Don't you dare move until I come back from my cruise in a week. And the next day, the chief resident, okay, because I had, this was, again, totally unprecedented. I had her on the, the um, traditional stuff as mm-hmm. well as the experimental stuff all at the same time, which mm-hmm. is unheard of. And wow. um, the chief resident came in. He waited until I left because he knew he was, his head was going to roll if he had done it while I was there. And, you know, I'm stupid, so he was going to stop the medication. He was going to wean the medication. Mm. And he 
started weaning the medication, and within an hour, she was in booming labor. The nurse, knowing what we had gone through to get her there, the nurse called me and said, Harris, I know you're, you're on your way out of town, but this person, you know, Bob came in, Weaned the med, started weaning the medication, and now she's in booming labor. I started barking orders on the cell phone as I ran down <laughs> to the garage, got in the car, and started driving. Do this, do that, do that, do that. Get blood. Put her in, do this. And I mean, I just started barking orders. Wow. And I got but there as they were moving her down the hall to the delivery room. And it's so funny because she's still my patient, by the way. Why, of course. I think we're all still your patient for many reasons. (laughs) But her child, uh, the the baby was delivered, and wow. I No, wait. The the baby, we took the stick out, and a couple of liters of blood came behind it. I said, stack C-section. I think I started cutting before they could put her to sleep. And the baby is fine, she was fine, et cetera. But it was just, it was one of those things where if she had not actually been in the hospital, if she had gone into labor outside, right. she would not yeah, have made yeah. it to it, the hospital. It just, absolutely. It, it just, those are the beautiful stories that are in your book that are quite amazing. Being able to uh, take uh, women, uh, take us all full term, to deliver uh, just the, these beautiful children. And, you know, it, it just being grounded in faith and enough to know that it's not all in, in your hands, but if you were not grounded in faith, maybe perhaps uh, uh, you would not be able to empower this young woman to move forward and wanting to carry a child because after five, wow, five, I, I can't even imagine five miscarriages uh, and then uh, still deciding to do another. I can imagine if I imagine it if I have Dr. Marcia Harris, who is, in, and I don't say this you know lightly, but who is um, really helping with the process and navigating the process. You can have any uh, OBGYN, but you need a physician that is empowering you to want to do this, that this can happen. I'm going to do, I'm going to put you in the hospital. I'm going to do, you know, experimental drugs. I mean, I I just think that's amazing. And for you to uh, just be that doctor (laughs) for us, uh, hats off to you. Love it, love it, love it. How did you make the transition from there to um, uh, bioidentical hormone replacement after saving so much of our wonderful, so many of our beautiful children. How do you then go into bioidentical hormone replacement? replacement? Uh, I know that there's, there's a lot of controversy around the science of it, or I'll say, I, I, I think we want to hear more about the natural approach to bioidentical hormone replacement because well, some of the science of it is kind of, <laughs> Strange. Okay. Please explain. I'm, I'm sorry. The science of it is, is, is there. What's happened is the pharmaceutical companies try to keep it down because then they're losing money. The science is there. The BHRT goes back to the 1930s. Mm. But how I got into it was the fact that I was working so hard that I wasn't taking care of me, and I ended up um, having a catastrophic brain attack. 
about 15 years ago. And then when I came back after being hospitalized for 10 days and in a coma for two days and the whole bit, I came back and said, you know what, I have to change the way I practice. Something's wrong with this picture. And that's when I went out there and started looking at natural remedies and complementary and alternative therapies and holistic medicine in general saying, why do we wait for something to break and then try to fix it? Why don't we uh, make it not break in the first place? And that's kind of how I I made the transition. I literally Mm -hmm. made the transition for me. Excellent. Beautiful. So with hormone replacement, uh, talk to us about the balance of, of uh, well, how we should understand the balance of hormones. And, uh, you know, we hear so much uh, sometimes about um, uh, women in uh, our whole transition. Even after giving birth to our kids, sometimes uh, we suffer a lot and we, we go into many changes. How much of the hormone is connected to our sanity? It, it is very, very, very connected, <laughs> and this is something that a lot of people don't know. A lot of a lot of what happens to us, we just figure we have to live with it, mm-hmm. and that's really not the case. We don't have to live with it. The balance is the right word because it's all about balance. It's mm-hmm. all about balance. Everything we do in life, everything really comes down to balance, and it's not any different in our bodies. Our hormones are responsible for more than 400 functions in our bodies. Oh, my 400. God. <laughs> 400. Wow. And I, I'm not just, I don't just mean the sex hormones. I mean the adrenal hormones, the thyroid hormones, the brain hormones, all the hormones, okay? But it is indeed about balance. Now, um, bioidentical hormones go back, as I said, to the 1930s, all right? That people will tell you, oh, it's experimental and it's new and whatever, that's hogwash. It isn't. It's been around. And the only reason it has not been embraced is because the pharmaceutical companies cannot patent it. So mm-hmm. they obviously are not going to push something that they're not going to make a lot of money off. You know, yeah, this was found (laughs) in the 1930s that the molecule that the human body makes, it's called diastenin, that the human body makes is the same molecule as that is found in Mexican wild yam and edamame and so certain other Mm. uh, Mm -hmm. vegetables, Mm -hmm. you know. And basically what, we, what, is, what happens is this is compounded from that stuff. So it's mm. perfectly, totally, completely natural. And it's one of those situations where the key fits the lock. Because <laughs> with the, the pharmaceutical stuff, the, the horse's urine and the synthetic stuff, and I see horse's urine. A lot of women are out there taking Premarin and Provera and all of this stuff and don't know that what they're actually taking in their body every day is horse's urine, okay? Wow, are you kidding me? Oh, my God. They didn't try to hide it. They didn't try to hide it. Premarin, pregnant mare's urine. Whoa. (laughs) Okay, right there. Oh. I mean, What's that? 
Yeah, I, I, I'm just blown away because I'm trying to figure out. Yeah, like you said, they, 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 it's not hidden. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, I mean, that, that offers some balance. Uh, I, I, I don't get it. No. I mean, why, why this, uh, the pregnant? And obviously, I'm sure they, they tested, they did all this. I mean, when you speak about the natural, the wild yam and all these wonderful things that we could be doing, why then the pharmaceutical uh, primarin, primarin with pregnant mare's urine? I don't get it. Tell me more. Tell us more. Well, the, the point is um, they, can, they can change a molecule and patent that, whereas they can't do it with the natural stuff. Okay? Right. What, okay. What Got it. Happened, what has happened is, and I'm sure a lot of people on the phone will remember the Women's Health Initiative study back about 15, 14 years ago. This was back in 2001 it was stopped. This mm-hmm. study started in 1998, and there were 37,000 women. There were three arms to the study, and they, um, they had to stop it after three years. It was supposed to be a 10-year study. They Why did they after, have to stop it? They stopped it after three years because... The, the side effects, I mean, people were dropping like flies. Women were dropping like flies. There was a 30% increase in heart disease. There was a 40% increase in strokes and cerebrovascular accidents. There was mm. a 50%, 50% increase in breast cancer in the people on the study. Wow. There was a 70% increase in dementia and Alzheimer's. And there was a 100% increase in blood clots. Wow. They oh, my goodness. broke the study and stopped it after three and a half years. Years. Wow. Okay. Dr. Dr. Harris, hold, hold that uh, thought for just for a moment because uh, we're going to have to break for a commercial. Oh, can't wait to hear more. Uh, we're speaking with Dr. Marcia Harris, and she is enlightening us and empowering us with uh, our uh, bioidentical hormone replacement, the natural approach, and uh, we can't wait to hear more. So uh, we'll return. Please stay with us. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. The Mayan calendar tells us that we will be entering into a 260-day opportunity for us to engage in conscious co-creation with great spirit. How will we prepare ourselves for this exciting and unprecedented time in Earth's history? Peter Tung has dedicated over 20 years of his life's work to exploring that which is beyond understanding. Peter will help increase your awareness and education on this enlightening transformation in consciousness. Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation airs live Wednesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. Leadership is a vital skill set in today's competitive global economy. Being a leader is not enough. To succeed, you must optimize your performance and know how to imbue others in your organization with leadership skills. 
Practical, actionable leadership insights are the focus of Leadership Development News, hosted each Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, by Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler on the Voice America Business Channel. Doctors Greenberg and Nadler, who coach global leaders on how to be most effective, will share their insights and contacts. The path to leadership excellence begins here. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You're tuned in to the Wellness Lounge a step further with host Desiree Watson. To find out more about our programs, please visit our website at www.wellnessinteractive.com. That's wellnessinteractive.com. Now, back to the show. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Again, we're speaking with Dr. Marcia Harris, and she is uh, enlightening and empowering us. Uh, Wow. Bioidentical hormone replacement. But the natural effect, um, uh, which, hey, we'd love to hear more about. Uh, It's just blowing me away. I'm sure it is for you all, too. So, Dr. Uh, Harris, we were speaking about the um, approach to natural bioidentical hormone replacement and its value and as opposed to the other. Not yeah, it's the, the, <laughs> the thing, Desiree, is that um, the medical community tries to make it seem as if this is experimental and it's new and it has no validity, which is not true. It does, as I said, the key fits the lock in that it's exactly the same molecule that our body makes, and that's what makes the difference between so the bioidentical and the um, synthetic and the horses urine stuff that the pharmaceutical companies are putting out there. And the studies, we have the studies to back it up, because whereas with the synthetic stuff, there was a 30, 40, 50, 70, and even 100% increase in the bad stuff, this almost appears to be protective. And I mean that because not only, for example, with Alzheimer's and dementia, there is a 0% increase. There is an 8% increase in bone growth. For example, somebody with osteoporosis, the best thing for an older woman with osteoporosis to do is to go on bioidenticals. It actually builds bone 7 to 8% per year. Wow. Builds bone. Okay? It's actually cardioprotective. It is brain protective, it actually appears to be protective. Mm. I, I love this because, uh, um, you know, you mentioned we have over 400 uh, hormones in, in our bodies or in our system. Uh, so it just makes so much sense if you're using natural <laughs> uh, to at least balance the hormones that we already have that, um, it, you know, if you're using synthetic, you have more of a risk in, in, in harm, really, because you have 400 hormones as opposed well, to using natural and uh, uh, taking out the risk. 
Yeah, the hormones, they're not 400 hormones, but there are 400 functions, functions. of the hormones. 400 yeah. functions, My Okay, thank you. 400 yeah. functions. So I say that, so, uh, for example, um, and, and I'm going to share in this myself, when I had uh, my first child, after I had my first child, I was just running around trying to figure out, uh, I, I was not with uh, uh, a gynecologist or hormone or bioidentical hormone replacement. None of that because I was still young. Didn't think I needed anything. But uh, I was uh, seeing all these doctors, and I, I found out that the TSH was off. But at the time, have, after having that baby, I'm thinking uh, 30 years, 25 years later, that I probably needed a hormone or something. I lost a ton of blood, all, all sorts of things, but they, um, the physicians were saying, oh, your TSH is off, that's fine, and, you know, uh, they didn't treat me in any way. But then and I it's not fine, Des. It is not fine. And that's the problem. But in other words, they didn't treat it. It was just like, okay, it's off of it and so on. I know, but listening to what you're speaking about, I can honestly say I'm not a physician, but I probably needed more of a hormone uh, balance because of the, the, the blood and all of the things that I lost a lot of blood and things that was happening with this huge fibroid tumor. Um, so, I don't know, three months later, I'm in with the, the internist and the other doctors saying, oh, the TSH is off, but it, it could have been... Hormone. I don't know. Okay. Can, can I say something? Please. One of the things that we do as allopathically trained physicians is, you know, everything can be reduced to a bell curve. And it might be difficult to picture this, but try and, try and visualize a bell curve. Okay? Mm -hmm. Take out a little slice at the bottom on the left. Take out a little slice at the bottom on the right. And then go with a slice straight up the middle. The slice at the bottom on the left is uh, if you don't have enough. The slice at the bottom on the right is if you have too much. Straight up the middle is, is normal. Now, when you look at this bell curve with these three pie-shaped slices, okay, there are two whole big areas on the right and on the left which are untouched. Now, normal, the way the allopathically trained physician sees it, goes from all the way down on the left, where that slice starts, to all the way over, where <laughs> that slice on the right stops. Are you visualizing this? Yes, yes, absolutely. What? Normal is just up the middle. So once you deviate off the middle, whether it's to the left or to the right, that's not balanced, that's not normal, and that needs to be addressed. So when they exactly. say, oh, your TSH is okay or it's a little off, guess what? A little off is off. Yes. And needed to have been addressed. Yes, yes. And, and you know, thank you. Thank you so much for that because uh, if uh, uh, they had addressed it, just as you explained, uh, I probably would not have gone through so many, oh, my gosh, so many <laughs> problems. Uh, uh, but we won't, uh, we won't get into that. Uh, but I do want to ask you about some of uh, your success stories um, uh, with uh, uh, some of your clients or, or patients when it comes to bioidentical hormone replacement. 
Oh, it, 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 you know, it changes people's lives. Please it tell, us, tell us how. Desiree, it changed my life. And how about men? There, there, it's, um, it, it's available for men as well, right? It is available for men as well. As a matter of fact, it's more important for men because we have, uh, we go through menopause. So we're basically okay, and then we start losing our hormone function, and then we crash and burn. So there is an actual event, and we know that something's happening. With men, believe it or not, they start losing their hormones as early as 25 or 30 years old. As no. a 29-year-old man in my office, a Wall Street trader in my office, 29 years old, with a testosterone level of 102. Normal is 1,200. Explain that. What does that mean? It I know what it means, but just for our listeners, explain that. At normal testosterone level is 1,000 to 1,200. Maximum, wow. optimum, and his was 102. Oh, my God. He had no energy. He's, his <laughs> brain was so foggy, he could barely function. So how do you think he, 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 he lost some of, of the... Hormone. How, how does that work to go to drop that low? Well, that's just it. It starts in men. It's actually like two percent um, a year, starting between twenty-five and thirty. His he had a reason for it because he was a drug abuser, et cetera. So he actually burned it out okay. faster because of that. But Are the there normal other ways man, that you can burn it out uh, as well. Yeah, there are there are lots of ways you can burn it out. But the normal male the mm-hmm. normal male loses it consistently at two to three percent a year. So by the time a man gets to forty five or fifty years old, his testosterone is shot. He's down in the three four hundred range when he should be a thousand to twelve hundred. So, so they, you, they, you, the you balance that with bioidentical hormone replacement? I'm sorry. Yeah, so if they're if they're taking bioidentical hormone replacement, let me put it this way: What would be the ideal age to start to uh, embrace it or be receptive to? Well, um, the ideal bio-tech? age to start is when they notice the belly fat starting to get there, when they notice the energy level starting to wane, when they notice their sexual function starting to be affected, when they notice that the brain starts getting foggy. Okay, because that okay. can happen at any time. Wow. Okay. As early and as so 30 women, years old. we're able to respond to this uh, quickly, you know, for just, just for the mere uh, uh, fact that, you know, our bodies command, <laughs> our thinking is that we need to respond. We know what's going on in our bodies. Our thinking is that we need to respond when, I don't know, we're having a hot flash or if we're going crazy or whatever. And, and I'm being sarcastic in it all, but it's really real. It's true where women, we can respond a lot quicker than men. Yeah. The, the, the men don't know this has happened to them until they've totally crashed and burned and they're non-functional. Wow. You know. Excellent. Excellent. And so give us a success story for a woman. Oh, <laughs> let's put it this way. We can start with me. The nurses used to see me coming and run. They literally <laughs> used to clear the path because I was, I was just not the nicest doctor. I would scream at them, you didn't do this right, da-da-da, da da Once I fixed me, 
I was a totally different person. Wow. And I had some, I had someone coming recently. She uh, was referred by another patient. She runs one of the elite private schools in New York, and she says, "Look, you have got to help me. I'm going to kill a kid." <laughs> <laughs> okay, I worked her up, put her on the treatment, and she came back. She walked in the room, and my assistant brought her in. She walked in the room, um, and she stood there beside the chair in front of my desk, and she says, I have just one thing to say to you. My assistant, who had her hand on the doorknob to go out, turned around. She didn't know if she was going to belt me or what was going to happen. <laughs> she says, I have just one thing to say to you. Cindy stopped and looked back, and the lady stood there and went, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, thank my you. goodness. <laughs> Oh, I love it. Love it. Love it. So, so no, tell us about where you you are, where your office is, and, and uh, how people can find you, your website, yeah, I, I am actually, that. I'm actually in the largest holistic practice in New York. It's mm-hmm. called Patient Medical, P-A-T-I-E-N-T-S-M-E-D-I-C-A-L, Patient Medical. And we're uh-huh. at 42nd and 2nd, Patients Medical, 800 2nd Avenue, mm-hmm. um, 9th floor, which is 2nd Avenue between 42nd and 43rd. And we do everything. We're all allopathically trained, certified physicians, but who have incorporated all the uh, alternative and complementary treatments, IV nutrition, chelation, hyperbaric oxygen, wow. weight loss, nutrition. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So you could actually walk in and come out a totally different person. Oh, I love it. I love it. So the, the hormone, bioidentical hormone replacement, how long? I mean, do you take it forever, or is there a, a program? Uh, what's, what's next steps if, you know, we wanted well, to jump right in it with you? Everybody is different. I have 80-year-olds. I have about 10 80-year-olds who are still on it, and they can't stop. Wow. But I am, most of the time, after 5 to 10 years, able to wean people off, and they will do okay. Okay. So So it it really is an individual situation. This is customized for you. So if it's customized uh, for me or an individual person, then your um, colleagues, uh, or or are you tapping into all the resources that the colleagues also have uh, uh, to offer? So if you're saying uh, chelation therapy, I mean, are you incorporating all of these uh, elements into... We are incorporating all of these elements. We take care of the whole patient. Ah, love that. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. So then uh, let's – we have to, I guess, spell it out. A lot of this is probably not uh, – oh, it, it's not supported by health insurance companies. So do we pay it? No, it's not. It? It's okay. not supposed the insurance probably won't pay it, but you know what? You'll be happy to pay it. Most it works out to less than a cup of Starbucks a day. I think yes, we all thank you. owe ourselves that and and can afford to, 
you know, give ourselves what we need. It really is that important. Right. It is. It really is. And and you shouldn't mind paying for it. I mean, especially if you're a woman, you can do without one bag or a pair of shoes. So I, I so get there that. There you go. It's so important. Absolutely <laughs> important. And, you know, for the many listeners that are, are listening from around the world, um, I think uh, it's also important to just, uh, if you can, tap into uh, Patients Medical at the website. You have a website, right? PatientsMedical.com. PatientsMedical.com. That is correct. Yeah, PatientsMedical.com. PatientsMedical.com. To, find out, to find out more because uh, you also do speaking engagements, uh, uh, Dr. Harris, uh, right? Yes. Absolutely, yes. And so how would they find you if they wanted to book a speaking engagement? M. Harris at patientsmedical.com. Okay, M. Harris, because we're coming to the end of our show, and this is so great. <laughs> We've got to have you back again because uh, I'm sure there's so much more that you can enlighten us with, uh, Oh, just uh, really being physical and human, <laughs> you know, or, or human. <laughs> we're, we're physical. We, we need Dr. Harris in our corner to tell us how to navigate this whole physical presence. Oh, my gosh, because the older we get, it yeah, doesn't get better unless you, you do have, uh, I think, uh, uh, information that uh, is of importance that can help us navigate that whole physical um, strength that uh, we lose as we get older. But um, in any case, we have been speaking with Dr. Marcia Harris, who is quite amazing, and uh, I thank you so much for coming on the show because, uh, yes, I learned a lot as well, and I'm sure everybody else did. So please listen in and uh, uh, find out more information uh, from our guest uh, on taking it a step further. Thanks so much for joining us this week for the Wellness Lounge, A Step Further. Please tune in next Monday morning at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel or our replay Saturday morning at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel for another great show featuring your host, Desiree Watson. We'll continue to show you how to incorporate a wellness lifestyle and live a better life.